0: You are listening to Activate Evolution, a gateway to infinite possibilities with Jules Arnaz. Is your soul craving and longing to remember your path and your mission? Are you ready to activate your evolution? Connect to your heart, take a deep breath, and start your journey to infinite possibilities. Blessings, everyone. I'm Jules, and this is Activate Evolution, and this is the Biohacking Bioquantum Summit, and I am super excited about our guest today, uh, John Burgos. So John is, you know, he's doing some amazing things, and instead of me reading his bio, I'm going to have him to talk about what he would like to share with you about what he's doing what's lighting him up um anything new that he'd like to tell us about and then we'll get into the goods <laughs> go ahead john
1: <laughs> Welcome. it's so good to be here and that's such a a rich question because there's so many things going on and but the impetus of what i do is is really sharing kind of as i'm guided so as i go through different journeys i it's like i pick up these spiritual and psychological and vitality tools along the way and my passion has always been sharing that with other people i came from a place where i worked corporate for a long time had the suburban family and all that and it was wonderful in so many ways but something in me was empty there's a vitality and and a light that i felt was being diminished from me and I started looking for other ways to, to reignite that. And I thought it was, it'd be through building a business and making more money and kind of doing the what we've been trained to do. You know, Go to school, go to college, get married, create your life, have kids, save up for retirement, then enjoy your life after you retire. And that formula just doesn't work for me. Mortgaging my happiness in my life for some future thing that's not guaranteed. It just felt empty to me. So I started exploring and I got into deep spiritual exploration. Um, That was very much always a passion of mine, but it was always internal. I was always extremely intuitive, would have prophetic and psychic dreams on a continuous basis, but I processed them on my own. And it's when I started diving in and exploring different modalities and incorporating them into my own life and and feeling the expansion of that ownership and embodiment of what's possible in these quantum fields, that life really started shifting. And that's been about 15 years now and who I am now compared to who I was 15 years ago. its I, I couldn't have even imagined started writing the chapter of the life that I'm in today. Back then it's, it's so far beyond um, what I was taught that perhaps I could experience and so that's a big quantum shift in timelines and and a projection that was set out and how I was taught to create different opportunities by following the threads following the energies being in relationship with it and learning how to navigate in ways that I hadn't been taught before and so my passion is to share that with other people as many people as I can
0: so let's let people know some of the ways that you're doing
1: that. Oh, God. The, the primary way I've been doing it for a long time, I host an online platform. It's a telesummit called Beyond the Ordinary Show. And I was guided to put that together because, again, I wanted to reach as many people as I could because my life had shifted so much. So I interview speakers, much like you're doing here. And again, I've been doing it for the last 10 years. And that's where I get to have provocative, esoteric conversations to really. Get out of the spiritual quantum closets and talk about these things that are real, even though we can't see them. Talk about these truths that exist within us, even though we can't logically formulate them. And isn't that what quantum consciousness is all about?
0: I love that. Yeah, I was just, um I was actually just reading a blog post, and by Deb, Dave Asprey, actually. And he was saying that, you know, we're using like 10% of our consciousness and then the other 90%, you could say is subconscious, but not all of it is programmed. Right there's also the superconscious that's in there, and so it's the truth that we can't necessarily see or prove, but it has an intelligence, and that for me is the awakening of the quantum body. That is how we gonna sh- we're gonna shift out of identifying and everything that's form and the proof. And I mean, we're all just so over it, right? It's like I feel like there's such a huge part of the population that's ready to experience what's next in human evolution. So, and I love how you keep going to this place of feeling the vitality because I feel like that's kind of the push behind knowing that we're more than what we're experiencing is a sense of vitality connected to the spirit and connected to, well, this, you could say the super conscious or you could say the divine intelligence, whatever word sounds right to you. So I'm just, I want to dive into that and just kind of hear what maybe some of your practices are, or what you would reflect back on that.
1: Oh, wow. Well, what's coming up a lot lately, it's a lot of embodiment practices, which are really meant to slow me down. So I've been an athlete since I can remember and always like training my body and being in a flow and, and it's wonderful. And in that athletic state, I would get into meditative states. So for me, it was also a way to to center, to ground, to reach and have conversations with that super consciousness flowing through me to get inspiration and creativity. And it was wonderful. But what started happening, I started becoming aware that as I was building my body, if I was still running programs of limiting beliefs and and working with my body with my mind with the limiting beliefs intact, that I was building and reinforcing the cells with those limiting beliefs. So I had to go through periods of degeneration, to get to a foundational level with new belief systems so I can start building up the new belief systems as my neural pathways got rewired to a higher level of consciousness. And when I was able to do that, the way that I worked my body, I worked my consciousness became a lot easier. I didn't have to be so military-esque with the way I was doing it. I didn't have to be in the state of, I'm not enough. I've got to push harder. I'm not as strong as the other. I've got to keep up. I've got to fight aging. It's like the, the limitations of those things. And I was really in a place with a the flow of consciousness streaming through me and me meeting it in relationship instead of trying to force it to happen. And that's been a big shift in my consciousness and awareness. So my embodiment practices, whether it's qigong, doing yoga, um, doing tea ceremony in the morning and meditating for 12 to 15 minutes a day. Um, connecting again we can call it the oversoul or our higher self with the groundedness that we're bringing up through the physicality and merging it in that place where it truly is where heaven and earth meet the creations that flow from that authentic space they they seem to expand what i think is possible and take me into higher states of creation than if I were to try to create from the old way of doing things follow A B C D and to achieve X and then you can land on something and while some of that's still true there's a lot of surrender that takes place and again by getting into our body feeling that Chi the flow going through us um, the connection to the consciousness the vitality that it brings the reverse aging that occurs when I'm in that state. So I can tell the difference from a couple of weeks of really being in it to letting go of it for a week. It's like I can tell it's like I feel more tired, this lethargy that takes place, I start getting bags under my eyes. But when I connect back in, it's like, Oh, why did I stop? So it's there's a lot that's happening in the embodiment practices, as much as I love traveling across dimensions.
0: I, I love that you said that because I do feel it's time to bring consciousness into the body I there's. You know there's a lot of practices of still travel and you go here and you, we can go a lot of different places with our consciousness, but if our body isn't going with us, then it's kind of like what's the point point? and I feel like that is the biggest shift that i'm starting to see in a lot of thought leaders is that they're tra- they're starting to do just what you're you're describing is they're tapping into the intelligence of the body and allowing consciousness to connect to that because well with what i find in the work that i'm doing is that our body is the most advanced technology there is and when we turn on that other 90% And then we consciously participate in the intelligence that's held there. That's how we activate, well, the quantum human, you could say whatever's next in human evolution. And that's super exciting. And it sounds like we're all kind of finding our little ways of having that happen. There was something you said, let me see if I can remember that I was tapping into. Okay, let's go back to when you were kind of reprogramming. So you had your way of kind of mastering physical form, and then you realized that that was being done through your programming, which I call the third level of consciousness. And then you're starting to tap into almost like reprogramming it, or even maybe an even better said, it's just listening and doing through the intelligence versus your programming. So tell me some of the changes that you've experienced by kind of opening yourself up to existing outside of programming.
1: Yeah. Well, what's happening is we're disentangling those limiting beliefs, right? The, the, again, we can call it the programming and and sure that's what it is, but we're disentangling that energy. So there's more bandwidth to create another way. So, you know, I could exist and I was out of body a lot. I, I learned how to get out of body because of very traumatic events as I was growing up. Um, but it was also great training for knowing that there's access to that and learning how to get back into my body was a practice a learning that's taken me really a lifetime in lots of different ways i can i can glimpse being back in my body but it's always really easy to slip out so in the spiritual community you can find a lot of people who have a tendency to do that probably under similar circumstances it's just something comes up and automatically we're just wired to go out there's also the those that are very embodied they're so embodied and they receive intelligence but when they receive intelligence it's from the chest up it's it's very heady and there has to be a balance in the middle where we can actually allow the flow of the consciousness to go through the fullness of our body not stop it here up not just be in our heart all the time but really utilize the full vessel for its technology that it's giving to us it's like we've been driving the Ferrari in second gear for so long and we've got another five gears to to and so we're learning how to do that um and and so it's a big shift and I forgot your question I got I got a little distracted because I wanted to talk about that um oh this thing tangled some of the practices there's a lot of mirror statements that I work with and you can call them affirmations but they're more than that because they're very simple mirror statements that you walk in and it's the shifts are uncomplicated and when we start complicating with all these words and music behind it and all that the mind doesn't really can't tell where it goes so it goes where it thinks it needs to go now if we direct with very simple direction give a keyboard a very direct command and it's going to give you the program that you want and so when we work in front of mirror, it's you find that the chemistry in the brain works a lot faster to shift it works in the same way plant medicine works it's like you take in the information it's going to go in and start talking to the limitation first so it's going to hit the back of the brain it's going to release peptides and those peptides are going to be fed whatever your emotional tendency is at that time so if you're in a strong field of support of I'm enough I deserve to be a success and can carry the energy of the truth of that within your system you're going to start drowning out those places where the program was in that you weren't enough that you don't deserve to be success it's too hard to make money that's you 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 don't deserve to be in a loving relationship but if you start shifting with direct focus a little bit at a time again you start releasing peptides in the chemical and the peptides start flowing to the new energetic and forming new neural pathways plant medicine works in exactly the same way except it takes you in very vast process on reprogramming maybe facing those limiting beliefs toe to toe and perhaps choosing a new direction and it rewires the brain it rewires the chemistry in your body now the important thing with plant medicine is you have to have follow-up you have to continue to integrate and you can have big breakthroughs but if you go back into an old lifestyle you're reinforcing the old beliefs again, so it's this. This is kind of a ton of benefits in the beginning, and you kind of maybe go back a few steps, but you're still further ahead than you were before. And so it's it can be tremendous for the shifts, but it's the consistent work, the presence, the intimacy with yourself, and the dedication to taking the time on a daily basis to step into the feeling that it is that you really want to connect with and be with and create from and if you can devote yourself to that there's so much that can shift and so much creation that can happen that's perhaps felt out of your bandwidth for a long time
0: i want to i want to go into that place where the plant medicine can create the sh- the shift because I I know there's a lot of people that are listening to this that are using plant medicine to create a shift, and uh, and myself included. And um, I, you know, it's interesting because I do feel like. We get to a place where we almost master the plant. And in that space, we actually rewire the brain to, I mean, without being weird, but almost like hold no space, no time, or hold a state of existence without programming altogether. And when, so, but I want to go back into that place where I I can't remember what you called it, but almost like a mantra or something that you're saying. So, So when you are finishing, let's just say a ceremony, or you're just in the transition of kind of moving out of a limiting thought into a more positive or a state of being, and obviously we're doing this with the body. Can you give some examples of ones that you're using? Because I can hear everybody wanting to know.
1: <laughs> There's different ones. And, and I was taught these, this particular progression. It's, it's been an accumulation of lots of different modalities that had integrated into one and the way that I was taught it I've kind of updated it on my own version but but I want to give credit to where it came from again it was over 15 years ago that it, that I started using this and it's it shifted so much and there's an alchemy that happens and using these particular phrases so a very simple one it's um oh let me tap into the audience and see being a priority so if people don't feel like they're priority or they're putting other people first all the time and they're kind of like their needs are kind of secondary or they don't get their projects out or they don't ask for a raise because they think something else is happening it's like there's something in this perhaps that doesn't believe that that we can prioritize ourselves first that there's a sacrificing energy for whatever reason that's there um and I have a lot of clients that this is a foundational we'll call it a core wound um that runs in our programming and a simple affirmation is to go in front of a mirror look in your left eye and be in relationship with yourself and and you'll start build and do this on a daily basis at least 30 days because you want to start building relationship with that part of you it's like we can have a practice but if we kind of use it for a little bit and let it go it's it's not really going to stick and so if you really want to affect change really devote to what's resonating for you and give it a chance so it can really take amazing effect. You're not going to start running and train for a marathon and, and run three times, you know, before the marathon and think that you're going to do well. It's, it's, it's the same thing. Um, so we'll go into space, look in the mirror in your left eye, and start with with it's safe to be a priority. It's safe to be a priority. And then I deserve to be a priority then I can be your priority and I am a priority and then I'm so grateful to be your priority and there's another layer to but let me explain to you why these different phrases if you don't think it's safe you're never going to go into even believing that you might even deserve it because you're in fight or flight in safety mode it's just it doesn't matter Great, you get to deserving. If you don't think that you deserve it, there's no way that you can. If you don't think that you deserve it, there's no way you can. So you have to attune and acclimate your body to getting into that place and running the chemistry in your mind and connecting with the emotion of receiving. And again, this is chemistry, working with emotions, working with the energetic field to create a new outcome. If you don't think you can, there's no way that you are. And if you don't think that you are, there's no way that you can be grateful for it. And it's the gratitude that expands the field exponentially, quantumly into unknown realms of what can be created when you hold that so steadily in your existence. And after you go through that first set, what you want to do is you want to go back and repeat the same statements, but instead of I use your name. So John, you deserve, or John, it's safe to be a priority. John, you deserve to be a priority. John, you can be a priority. John, you are a priority. And the grateful part that I always says with the I statement, I'm so grateful that I'm a priority. And you can start feeling that again, you create the field of what you're attracting. We're all energy. It's magnetics at play. Like energy meets like energy. And that's just the way the world works. It's it's we complicate it with a lot of stories. We create a lot of characters around how things can show up. And I'm sure they exist. I have my own experiences of guides and avatars and and cosmic beings that show up as well. But at the end of the day, even those beautiful benevolent entities are energetics. And so we resonate towards each other based on the harmonics of the vibration that we're emanating. And so we can start getting to that place and uncomplicate the different realms, the the quantum scariness that can happen in this particular one, the cosmic wars that are happening there, the predators that are in this world that aren't really in our world necessarily, but somehow they exist in our mind. If we can start meeting those and start thinking critically around those stories and being in relationship with what is instead of the fear of what might be, there's amazing shifts that can occur for the betterment of not just yourself, but the people around you as well.
0: I love that. And, you know, just t- tapping what you just said into just the basics of quantum physics is what we focus on becomes our reality. and. So why waste our time focusing on things that aren't serving our best and highest good? And I feel like just a really simple way of moving into a more positive state of mind is the awareness of when we're not. So I'd like to just kind of tap into that just a little bit because you just gave this amazing tool. And I feel like the next step would be, okay, so i doing this every single day, so then Shifting into the awareness of how that's actually changing my life, and so what your experience is when you are going through these different stages, as you started to see where maybe you were limiting yourself and started choosing to be a priority, what that looks like.
1: Well, we shift out of relational dynamics that don't serve us. If you're in a job that doesn't serve you, if you're being neglected if patterns of abandonment keep showing up but you're the one that keeps putting yourself there unwittingly those things start to adjust you start seeing more clearly through the fog and that's just what's happening in the world at large we're starting to see as we're raising in consciousness all of us we're starting to see where things are just discordant in ways that that we will not tolerate anymore because our bodies our antenna this Amazing technology that we have won't let us anymore. It's like eating something that is just disdainful, that just you just like, oh, I took a bite and it. it's disgusting. <laughs> Your fail will become that way as well. You just will not put yourself in that environment. And it's not even a thought, it's just the knowing. We don't have to contemplate and deconstruct it. It's the body knows. Yeah. And we're listening. We're learning to listen to our bodies in ways that we haven't before.
0: It is the most intelligent thing there is. I, I mean, I truly do believe that the intelligence that is in stored in our DNA. Let's just say that is. I mean, it is source intelligence. It is the most. advanced intelligence there are. And that's what we are. And what's so exciting is, like you said, is so many people are getting to a place of higher consciousness where they're starting to see the illusion of reality and, and owning it at the same time. And then that just kind of opens us up to this place of, okay, well, if it's not that, what is it? And I feel like that's a question that we all should be asking over and over and over again. And as soon as you think you know what it is, you let it go because we know it's not that easy. <laughs>
1: exactly. And again, we can bring critical thinking and we can honor where we don't know. And say so, okay, I don't know. And there's nothing wrong with not knowing. And there's nothing wrong with questioning. And there's nothing wrong to knowing something absolutely and then changing your mind the next day. It's all part of... Hey, when I grew up, there's nine planets revolving around the sun. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) And and, that never felt right to me. And that was weird for not believing it, but whatever. Right. So it's just something that's shifting and it's, and we're learning so many different things so quickly right now and getting even back into the plant medicine conversation. I also wanted to bring where we're meeting the plant medicine where it is a lot of people are going into ceremonies looking for something from the medicine and i would invite you to perhaps believe that the med- that the plants aren't better or bigger than you they're just providing a consciousness that is providing a doorway for you to meet it where it is and so if we cannot put all those things on a pedestal and be and ask for the facilitation and the love that it's bringing to us but not be so desperate for the change not be so oh my God if I don't do this this isn't going to change we have to really meet it in a place of wholeness integrity and not just the reverence for the consciousness that it's giving us but the reverence for our energy that we're deciding to be in relationship with it and it's all innocent but it's really about meeting it and so I find that people that go through journeys that have a hard time sometimes they may have not done enough prep work enough of their own personal development to like really dive in so they're opening up pandora's box and it's there's going to be big shifts that are going to be uncomfortable or maybe they just weren't prepared for it properly um i find people that continuously go trying to get rid of something or search for something or grasping for something it becomes an addiction uh, because they're looking for something outside of themselves and i find the people that really integrate from those journeys are the ones that are in curiosity they may have an intention while they're going in a particular thing, but they let go of that because they're also being guided to parts of their subconscious that's mm-hmm. really drawing the boat, steering the ship. And the plant medicines can be such amazing facilitators of truth. I love and, how you this. Yeah.
0: Up. I want to go back just one, one second to that place of it almost becoming addicting because I feel like that is it's a valid, valid point where it doesn't even necessarily have to be plant medicine. It could even be like listening to things that raise your vibration, where we almost become dependent on something in order to hold us in a state of consciousness outside of our programming. And I feel like that is the next where a lot of way showers would say it are turning it back around and saying, Okay, you know what, how about I teach you how to hold consciousness in that frequency, because that's going to be way more valuable than you coming and doing activations with me every day. And that's definitely my passion. And so I, I really appreciate you saying that. But I also want to dive into this a little more because I, I feel like this is where we're supposed to go. So I hope you can stay with me with the plant medicine thing. I want to just back this up and then turn it around and have you um, tell me what you think about this. So I was just at uh, this conference and there was a a man there that was, we were talking about plant medicine. And at the time I, this was only just like a month ago, maybe that uh, I hadn't actually done plant medicine since my early twenties, I did a, an apprenticeship with a Lakota and she actually taught me how to release DMT naturally and how to move into those States naturally because she was super against doing psychedelics. And so I let it go and I stopped doing it, even though it was probably like, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud on a podcast, but it was my drug of choice as a, a young, like hippie. I just was so fascinated with like finding consciousness through it, but also being able to master it. And and when I was doing it, right. And so this man was talking about how each plant has a different a different field, let's just say, or a different experience within it. And he was talking about how ayahuasca, a lot of times people see the pyramids and they'll see skulls. And a lot of times people will see the same aliens as another one. And then he was saying like mushrooms is more this flowy, like, you know, well, everything is going like this, right? And you're kind of your, your psychic psyche, maybe just kind of shifts and moves and it's showing you different aspects of your mind in a more fluid way. And then he was talking about this other one that was, I think he called it the frog. It could have been the toad, something like that, but they were, they were glands that you do. And he was saying that was the only one that in his experience that took him straight to source and all the other ones, you kind of got caught up in all of the images and all of this stuff. And before you actually got to source so before I continue I wanted to just shift that back to you with whatever your experience is in the different plant medicines.
1: I love talking about this and <laughs> I didn't get into plant medicines until like 10 years of being on the spiritual like really in a spiritual path and all these fields opening and having guides coming to me and having profound dreams and having just downloads happening one after the other 10 years of that it never called me and when it did it was an initiation it was a whole body it's like you're going into initiation so I went in and I went into the Peruvian jungle um, for my 50th birthday Um, as an issue I didn't know why I was going but I knew I was supposed to go and everything led me to this ayahuasca retreat I wasn't consciously looking for it but that's where I landed and it opened up something profound in me that my spiritual journey and the practice that i've been using and gotten me so far i wasn't trying to get anywhere but i knew that there was something else to expand into if that makes sense um and i went to the experience and they were wonderful and then i didn't do it i didn't dive into anything else for another three years and then since then i've done over 50 ayahuasca ceremonies i've done a lot of mushrooms and dnt um journeys as well so it's i'm not speaking from a novice necessarily and by no means am i someone who's done over you know 500 ceremonies but have enough experience with it um everybody's journey is different um i find that people who are very scientific and very logical in their mind with a a straight dmt experience they go to that source very quickly it's just that dmt somehow for their wiring is like Boom, let me get to that God source. DMT for me is a little more sensual mm-hmm. and expanding in that way and opening my field in that where ayahuasca takes me to source and even mushroom tanks, the psilocybin tends to take me into a lot of emotional playing with the fields. I've never seen a pyramid on ayahuasca. Okay. Um, so i think we all have different experiences i've had a lot of celebration ayahuasca and i've also been taken into a lot of dark spaces which has been beautiful for me because i've gotten to see the beauty in what we would call the darkness or the shadow and so it's really about balancing and bringing compassion and awareness and my sense of power back within myself because we lose our power we diminish our power when we're in fear or where we're pushing something away that's part of our feel. if we're aware if we're in fear of our own power we're going to be in fear of the power that exists other places and so it's really about meeting it where where it is and where we are and having a relationship and growing from there it's it's quite profound it's quite profound and what's happening for me in ceremony over the last year um I went into a deep initiation in Brazil um back in March. And it was nine ceremonies in 10 days. Um, I left that and got into another ceremony uh, for a couple of days, just kind of spontaneously. I went to deep dive with a very high vibrational small group in the psilocybin ceremony. And everything that's been coming through is the stories aren't existing for me. It's all energy. It's like, the pictures and the things chasing me or the darkness or the guides that are showing up in this it's all showing up as energy it's mm-hmm. all energy the stories are going and whenever something tries to come in and it's a story my proclamation in the ceremony is like okay but what's above this Best. what's above this? take me to if i am in the ceremonial space I can get into a place where I can tell great stories about seeing aliens from the Syrian s- starways. I can talk about seeing angels that are surrounding me, which I'm sure they're. Um, I can get into the healing with mom and dad and my siblings and my children, which has happened a lot in the other ceremonies but those stories that are being in ancient Egypt or in Atlantis and those stories are cool because again they're guides showing up in a particular place and they're great stories to tell but what's beyond the story like we we want to get into our critical thinking as we dive into truth let's also allow our critical thinking to elevate us to higher points of consciousness that don't don't have to be stuck in folklore that we've been taught to bring forward subconsciously so that we can grow our consciousness. There's an energetic at play in the quantum field that's guiding us to places that we haven't been. And as we can let go of where the story stops in the repeating pattern that it's looping us in. And as for the next level of information to come through, you find that you, you find that you're in a place of energetic creation and alchemical formulation that you are really the scientist that's putting together what's being created next and and we're not doing it alone it's a co-creation but we're learning how to be in in that God source of formulation in ways that we haven't been before
0: everything that you just said is i love i you know what i want to do is actually take this part of the interview because i was literally trying to articulate this yesterday in a conversation and i had a really hard time doing it uh but you just did it so beautifully so that was my last experience so i did uh mushrooms for the first time um a couple weeks ago and my intention was to always do exactly what you said to go from whatever was shown and bring it into source and bring it into source and i got so good at it that i actually was just kind of hanging out there and i was like well what's next right it's like okay there's got to be something next but it wasn't into what I ended up being. And it was just this like kind of this beautiful field where I started to just play with the energetics of my body next. And I started kind of shifting, okay, well I'll put my cells in here and I'll put my, so I like started putting my breath and my blood and all these different places and uh and so when i did that then i was actually moving everything out of my body into this place and i could feel that's why i was going to that place i talked about earlier is i could actually feel the rewiring of my brain as i was doing it as it was letting go of identifying as form into what you were saying is frequency so i was doing it definitely it was really easy for me to move past this story just because i had done so much work with just doing it naturally But I didn't realize how easy it was going to be. And so that was really exciting to just have that experience. So, okay, I had a point to all of this. What was it? (laughs) I just even I just like I'm so into this because I think it's what I find really fascinating is when we're in we're inducing like something with the plant medicine it is basically showing us our own illusion and how powerful we can be with overriding the illusion by seeing things as frequency and actually taking it to the intelligence of source that is the next level of human evolution and that just can you tell it lights me up because it does <laughs>
1: And what that does also is like, we're energetic beings, and we're receiving so much new information and our bodies are learning how to acclimate, to hold the light quotients in ways that we haven't. And So when you hold that space and you can raise it to, again, the energy or frequency, as opposed to the story, you're, you're creating bandwidth for the cells to grow and to be receptors for the light information that's coming in, that's going to take us two places that we can expand our field of intelligence and in quantum creation. and so again we become greater receptors for the light that we're expanding into that's that's growing our field that's shifting this human vessel and you know a lot of people talk about shifting the body into crystalline structure and what we're going into and that's it's wonderful but again it starts with the belief systems it's working it's consciously working with the super conscious and developing enough of a relationship with it that the wires start connecting. And when they start connecting, the shifts in reality become profound. And what happens in that, jewels is that we get out of fight and flight. When we get out of fight and flight, we're not warring or against something else. If we're not warring or against something else, then where are we? We're in co-creation for the betterment of something. So the problems that we perceive in this world kind of become like a story that someone else is telling that's not even close to you. And we start creating a new dynamic of community as we resonate with others who are doing the same thing. And we start creating a wave of consciousness. As enough people do that, and a lot of people are doing it now, it's increasing more and more. The warring has to diminish because you can't create from a place of separation in this field and and we realize that there's never been a war that's ended a war so the war within ourselves our self-judgment the judgment that we have against well that's wrong and they're doing this and instead of having judgment we have compassion as an invitation for those energies to meet us in the light quotient that we're holding rather than bringing ourselves down to try to fight against something that's not really part of our field anymore. And they talk about the splitting of worlds and, and the consciousness shifting into the ones that are, that are crossing and the ones that aren't crossing. And again, I just believe that's a metaphor where we're shifting in consciousness. And some people are just getting to this place and holding the field so that, there's enough of a light so that those who aren't quite seeing that their way yet can be exposed to it in um, a more efficient manner.
0: I completely agree with that. I, I also feel like there's just if you just think about the way frequency works as we're moving out of the primal body and into the quantum body, which is kind of releasing that The even emotion, honestly, like I've definitely moved into a place where I very rarely have emotion anymore because I'm identifying in the frequency of emotion. And it's very different because frequency doesn't, especially scalar wave, which is what we're becoming basically, doesn't diminish over time and space. So you're always in a specific frequency and depending on what frequency you want to experience, that's where we get to be the creator within that. So here's my point. So if we're choosing to have, even just the frequency of love, right? And it's not even that high of a frequency, it's like 528, right? And let's say primal programming is down in let's say, like even a hundred let's just say so that's a big frequency shift well there's gonna be a completely different reality that's going to be created around 528 than 100 and that's what I think the shift is is that these people are just you might be having the same thing happening but you're going to experience it from a completely different field of resonance where you literally may not even know that the other person is there because they're so focused on a reality that you're not.
1: Exactly. I agree 100%. And it's not about abandoning others or not showing up for them, but in, in what we're resonating in the 500 instead of the 100, it just creates the opportunity for a sustainable field to emerge that can demonstrate that the suffering that's happening at the at the other frequency doesn't have to continue. And it's just a shift it's an awareness and but if we think that it's our job to save Hmm. that that it's it's wrong down there then we're just back in that energy again we're in savior complex we're and I'm not saying that we don't formulate solutions that we don't show up that we don't enrich with what we're bringing Uh, absolutely we do you can't help but to be of service when you have so much and you keep receiving so much the overflow is just too much to contain and it's again it's why i started the show i i want to share this with everybody mm-hmm. i i can't help it all of y'all on this call that wants to be a service it's like you feel this overwhelming love and you want to give it out now are you giving that love because you're hoping to get something that you never got mm-hmm. and that's meeting the frequency at a lower level are you serving in that love because you're so fulfilled by it, and it's so overwhelming that from that ecstasy and from that overflow, it just trickles down into the places where it isn't. And if you can create from there, that's where you create real change. That's where creativity comes in. That's where inspiration can really come through dream time or downloads that you get or meditations and it's that's the quantum field.
0: I love that you said that I, I always have this thing where when people want to create change, the very first thing that they need to do is to tap into why do I want to create the change? Right. Because is it, because I don't want to suffer because I don't want them to suffer. Well, then obviously you're meaning it in, in those lower frequencies. So I do feel like that takes a level of awareness. So I'm really happy that you brought that up because it is, that place as we start to bring in these higher frequencies and whole consciousness and those frequencies we want everyone to be there with us right we want everyone it's like hey come on up here but it's not our job to change them for our own benefit it's our job to just be the expression of that love and be in. and that's where really we start to move out of our programming and we move into that place of okay what is my part in this like that listen and do and that inspiration and then we do Start to co-create. So I appreciate you bringing that up. I hope that everybody really took hold of that and kind of doing a self-check in there because it's an important one as we continue to raise in consciousness. Well done. Okay. So is there anything else that you want to that you didn't get to say that you'd like to share? I'll give you this opportunity. Well, I'd
1: love to just add to what you just said. Also, is we're really being called into. Not just sovereignty, and and sovereignty is a thing. We're being called to understand and have intimacy with ourselves in ways that we haven't, and and from that we have to separate from the collective field that we've been entrained with. But we get into a balance with that sovereignty because we're not creating in a silo by ourselves. Everything's a co-creation. So to believe that you're a sovereign being. Yes, a sovereignty and where you can differentiate your field from another, but then bring that field and your integrity and co-creation. So there is a codependency that we all exist on on this in this world. And codependency has a very charged word and it's negative in, in the way that we've been codependent, in the way that our parents' generation was codependent, in the way a lot of us were raised and we're rewiring um, during these times, but we're getting into a balance with Bring in our sovereignty and our genius, what's truly ours, and then collaborating with someone else who's bringing in their genius. And the beauty of that collaboration and what can grow exponentially from people really being in their passion zone and their creation, that's where we're creating from. That's what we're being called to. So tapping into the why, like you said, understanding that we are being called into leadership at this time we're maturing we're evolving evolving means that we're maturing and as we're maturing there's radical responsibility that we take for why we're showing up how we're showing up and just having an understanding of ourselves in ways that we've given away to others to define us and bringing that back home and when we understand our why and have compassion for that why and and are willing to go oh wow i was i was doing this but it was really costing someone else because i was trying for me and just having enough of a vulnerability to have that awareness so you can bring yourself back home and we can set those frees that we've somehow entangled without necessarily knowing that we're doing it it just sets the whole world it sets our field or those around our field free to live authentically and it lifts so much baggage energetic that we've been holding that allows for more of that clarity to stream through. It puts us back in touch with our true passion, our true purpose. And it brings back the vitality that we're seeking through a lot of these biohacking mechanisms, which are great and wonderful. And my goodness, thank God for them, because we are not looking like our parents looked at our age so definitely advanced there but there's a quantum shift that's happening i know i'm going to live to 120. i it's i've known it since i was a kid at least how i was going to do that i don't know but the technology with it not just the physical technology and the scientific technology but the spiritual and quantum technology is catching up to that and that's going to be a possibility very soon where we're not just living to that age but we're doing it with vitality with consciousness, with with endurance that we're still creating and of immense contribution to the collective.
0: Amen to all of that. That was yes to everything you just said. But there was one thing, okay, I want to watch the time. So just tell me if you need to go. But um, there's one thing I want to go back to with what you said. Let me see if I can tap back into it. I get so into what you're saying and then I, forget.
1: <laughs> I talk a lot in the room. Yeah. Yeah. I weave a lot of things. <laughs> no, it's
0: good though. It's good stuff. Uh, let me see if it comes and if it doesn't, then it wasn't meant to be. Um, yeah, it's not coming, but that's okay. Because Everything you just said was amazing.
1: I do love the call of leadership, though. It's like all of us. It's like such. It's like that clarion call. Is-
0: oh, you just reminded me of what it was. Okay, so yes to that. That we all are showing up in our mastery, right? It's just time to own our own mastery and then be able to reflect that mastery with others that are in their mastery and so I call it the one to the two to the three so oh you and I are showing up right so we're meeting each other in. I'm seeing you in your highest light and you're I'm inviting you to see me in mine and then when that happens it's like the intelligence turns on and shows us both something we couldn't see without each other's reflection That I feel like is the energy that we're going to continue. And that's how we all will continue to collaborate is because having that reflection allows us to see beyond what we could see on our own until we all become the same intelligence. And then we'll just not be talking at all. And we'll just be walking around in our little fields. And
1: (laughs) What's the Bible passage when two or more are gathered, you create the temple, right?
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah exactly amen amen yes. <laughs> all right john okay so tell us how we because i know people are want to connect with you so how are they going to connect with you
1: oh yeah, there's different ways so if if you want more interviews like this i i interview people like jules does just quantum consciousness spirituality psychics and channels and just people that are just really bringing the consciousness of our trend of ascension that we're in now because we've been descending since the dawn of time but we're really in a a super advanced stage and how quickly we're moving through things so beyondtheordinaryshow.com we have conversations like this and they're amazing and the guests that are on it are just out of this world just leading um leading what's on the edge of of new realities that we're creating so again beyondtheordinaryshow.com and then I do I'm leading retreats into Tulum. There's gonna be something into Peru. I do private immersions um, on Hawaii now. So that started, and you can find more about that on johnburgos.co.
0: Amazing. I had no idea you were doing so much. That's so cool. So everybody definitely we'll put the link below in the show notes as well so that you can connect to him with ease john thank you so much for bringing your brilliance and this was such a fun conversation i fully enjoyed it
1: oh my Um, god yeah it's a lot of fun we can keep going and i know right (laughs) thank you for having me on the show i appreciate it
0: thank you and thank you everyone for just tapping in i hope that your heart is and that you are feeling inspired and uplifted to go and step into your own mastery and that with John's shares that you have something to kind of take to support you in owning that mastery. And we're sending you so much love until next time. Are you ready to take the next step into infinite possibilities? We invite you to discover more ways to play at activateevolution.com.